your supporters on Patreon. Thanks to new patrons like Raul Rivera, Legion Podcast, and Kate Lamp, and longtime supporters like Amy Swan, Dan George, Ian Urza, and Ashley Pinkard. Stick around for an extended shout-out at the end. Now on to the episode. Welcome to another episode of Father and Son Watch Horror Movies. I am your co-host, The Father, a.k.a. Pastor Matt, and I am joined as always by my trusty sidekick, Jackson the Sun, and welcome to the third annual Horror Oscars. This is a momentous occasion. I'm so excited. We've had weeks of polls leading up to this moment. Uh, we had a tiebreaker on Twitter. It was all very exciting. We had some, some, some tensions rise, I think. It was very heated. No, I'm just kidding. It was, it was very civil and lots of, lots of good conversations and lots of good conversations to follow. So I'm excited about this. Are you telling me TMZ wasn't there? They weren't there. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't have any big celebrity drama forecasted right now, but who's to say as we get into our segment with our guests coming up, there might, there might be uh, some, some kind of outburst. I don't know. Did you hear that the, the Oscars now has a crisis team? No. They, they instituted a crisis team in response to, to uh, last year's uh, Will Smith thing, which, by the way, is that not crazy that that was a year ago? Wow, that was a year. It seems forever ago. Yeah, I mean, it's still, I guess it's a, 11 months, you know, because it's coming up in March. But that Will Smith slap thing was last year's Oscars. That's crazy. It seems like it was just yesterday. Well, if, if you haven't been slapped by Will Smith, who are you, really? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's safe to say Chris Rock is the only real celebrity, you know, because he's the only, as far as we know. I don't know. Maybe Alien and Independence Day qualifies. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we are going to be joined on this episode by a litany of podcast stars. We've got Greg and Pearl Amortis from Land of the Creeps. We have Dave Dr. Shock Becker from, well, every podcast? Every podcast ever. <laughs> I think that's correct. Yes. yes. And we have... Greg Bitch, whose name has become a glorified, you know, term at yes. Land of the Creeps. And we have Brian Scott. So we've got, we have all stars here for this horror Oscar episode. Yeah. And we have callers, we have voicemail, special surprise guest presenter. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, going to be a whole production. So I'm excited to get into it. But a, a voicemail from over the seas, too. Yes. Yes. To foreshadow a little bit. But before yeah. we can get into that, we have one category here at the beginning uh, that I'm excited about. This is one that, uh, you know, uh, some people have put pressure on me. You know, people talk. And some people have put pressure on me saying that someday I might qualify for this category. Oh, you will, my son. But, uh, you know, for now, let's, let's, let's announce the, the nominees for this year uh, because, you know, I've still got a ways to go. Yeah, we will have the best feature director debut. We've got Watcher. Oh, I love Watcher. Directed by Chloe Okuno. Deadstream by Joseph and Vanessa Winter. Fresh by Mimi Cave. Hatching by Hannah Bergholm. Smile by Parker Finn. And The Sadness by Rob Jabaz. And the winner is? Oh, man. 
a movie I love and I will never watch again. The Sadness <laughs> by Rob Jabaz. That's right. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Look at this list we've got here. That is an, that is an insane list. Incredible. Incredible amount of movie. I mean, I loved Watcher. I loved Deadstream. I didn't get to see Fresh. I liked Hatching. I loved Smile and The Sadness. Man, oh man, oh man. Just crazy that these were all directorial debuts. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I love the sadness. It made my top 10 list from our last episode, but I loved it. Well, I'm so excited to get into the rest of these categories. Like we said, we've got lots of guest presenters and people coming on. So I'm so excited to hop into that call. Um, but let's get to it without any further ado. We, we might have a few uh, Kia ads. We might have a few, uh, you know, uh, what is that, Activia? We might have a few Jamie Lee talking about <laughs> her diarrhea yogurt uh, oh, here and there. You know, we're, we're a network here, uh, um, but yeah. uh, we're going to have all the stars and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Welcome to the third annual Horror Oscar Awards. It's a Taiwanese movie directed by uh, an English-speaking director. Um, but in the movie, zombies kill the president of China, which I imagine is a controversial thing to put in a Taiwanese movie. It's, it's and he really was the dumb. actual president. What? The guy, the, the, the character is the actual the president of China? The character who gets the grenade in the mouth was the actual president. Oh, man. That I, was I think I heard that somewhere. Uh, you know what, though? I heard it on Headlong into Monsters. So let's put it. Let's put a. Uh, let's put an uh, asterisk next to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Grain of salt. Just yeah. kidding, Raul and, and Ashley. I love your show, but that. But I, that's where I heard it. That he was supposedly the actual president. Yeah. Which is. I mean, it's a. It's a choice, and I love it. But uh, yeah. Great. Great. And and the competence. It's it's crazy to to believe that that was a first feature for the director. Exactly. So. I know. And all of these, though, if you if you look at all of these. The hatching was something pretty special as well. Mm-hmm. And I would have never guessed Smile was a first time director. They feel they feel mannered, don't they? They, they do. feel like they feel like some something from an experienced director. So that's that's incredible. I agree. Lots of good ones this year. Uh, so the sadness wins best feature directorial debut, but our next category uh, is presented by someone very special and very knowledgeable, I think, about this this subject. It's it's Greg Amortis with Best Musical Score. Take it away, Greg. Well, thank you. I've been practicing this voice all <laughs> day long. So here we go. Best Musical Score. Bones and All, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. The Menu, Colin Stetson. Halloween Ends, John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, Daniel Davies. Nope, Michael Abels. Crimes of the Future, Howard Shore. And the winner is... Ow! Paper cut! Ow! <laughs> and the winner is the only award that this movie would ever get. Halloween ends! John Carpenter, <laughs> Cody Carpenter, Daniel Davies. Come on down and get your award, friends. Just just uh, giving John Carpenter an award is is worth it. You know, it does it does you it took doesn't matter. That... Out of my mouth, Greg. It's the only thing that movie deserves. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he should have probably won one for Ghosts of Mars before this movie, but it's good. The, the soundtrack is amazing. I'll give him that. And, and you know what? I don't want to say anything. I know Greg Bench. I know you are a fan of it, and I'm good. Good on you, sir. You know what? I'm glad you saw something in it that I did not. 
And yeah, I, I wish say, I wish I could have liked it like you did. This is great. Bench has turned to fire back at all us haters. Take it away. Take it away. I have no hate to to share. That's you right. know, yeah. it's it's That's all possible. in good. He's peace and love. We're all in good fun. People like what mm-hmm. they like. They dislike what they dislike, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, and uh, God, but God bless you all. But I'm over fifty, and I'd rather have another colonoscopy than watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great though. It's it's like John Carpenter is the great equalizer, right? Everybody can agree that John Carpenter's score on this and Halloween Kills was was great and stand out, even you know, regardless of how they feel about the movie. Absolutely. Yep. It got my vote. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Bones and all was a tremendous soundtrack as well. I did really enjoy that. Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, yeah. yeah. I loved it. Yeah, that those, that classical guitar, it's really gentle. That was great. Um, I, I But, you know, Crimes of the Future by Howard Shore, that's kind of a... I was watching recently, I've been watching a bunch of Cronenberg movies. You know, it's easy to, to remember, oh, he did the music for Lord of the Rings and King Kong or whatever, but he also did Scanners and The Brood and now Crimes of the Future. So he's been doing some, some weird horror stuff. You know, he also won an Oscar for Silence of the Lambs, if I remember correctly, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, Dave and Greg and I may be the only three old enough to remember this, the Howard Shore all-nurse band from Saturday Night Live. Before <laughs> Paul Schaefer, Howard Shore was the musical director at Saturday Night Live its wow. first season. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, what season was that again? That was... It was uh, the first season. It was oh, the like first 75, season. The, the, the like one the, with like Chevy the, Chase. Yeah. The Chevy Chase, not yet Bill Murray season. Okay, yes. cool. Wow. Yep. The all-nurse cool. band was the Howard Shore and his all-nurse band. Yep. That is really cool. The Saturday Night Live debuted on the night of my sixth birthday. Wow. October 13th, 1975. It's kind of like a like a Danny Elfman Oingo Boingo thing, right? It's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Halloween Ends wins that category. Next, we've got Best Art Direction presented by Pearl. Pearl, take it away. Okay. Best art direction. First one, men. The house. Christmas, bloody Christmas. Pearl. My best friend's exorcism. Hatching. Speak no evil. And the winner is... Pearl. (laughs) You won! Pearl, you won! Now, I want to take the time to thank all my fans out there. Like truly, don't don't forget I, your agent. No, I am a star. Like, really, <laughs> I am a star. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Do 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 do. The music's coming. Oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> the goth was on here tonight. This is awesome, Jackson, <laughs> Pastor Matt. Like that's crazy. I really, I really pulled for it. I wrangled for the best. That's that's a big get, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're moving up in the world, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, this was I that was not I promise that was not intentional, but I think that worked out. It was it was great. A happy accident. But <laughs> right. I still think Christmas bloody Christmas was something. <laughs> Me too. Greg Mortis. That that got my vote, Greg Mortis. We're on the same page there. Some Joe Bagos throws Ooh. some real atmosphere in his movies and this was his best work in my opinion. I, I haven't and I haven't seen I haven't seen seen that one, but I I definitely think Pearl had you know, oh, when, yeah. when you think of the two movies, X and Pearl, Pearl had great art direction. It really did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, just to, I mean, Christmas, Bloody Christmas, I haven't seen it either, but that director has such a distinct visual style, that kind of smoky. He really does. I mean, smoky you think of Bliss. Smoky and gritty. 
Yeah. 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 Um, Bliss and and uh, what was it? BFW. Yep. Such an interesting style, but also the house I know was an animated movie, so that one's kind of an oddball in there. I didn't have enough animated movies to do an animated feature category, um, but I, I know that Nathan Bartleball would have would have been all over that. But yes, uh, definitely. But again, and Men was was an earlier one. Uh, I know a lot of people have conflicting opinions on Men, but art direction includes you know the costume design and the set design, so. Uh, I think I it think belongs. That, I think it belongs in this category, definitely. Yeah, definitely a contender. So, and and like you were talking about earlier, Dave, hatching had such a unique kind of style to it. It really did. It really did. So that's awesome. Pearl is uh, takes away the award. I don't know what we ha- do. We have a golden statue. Is that what? What do we? What do we make our actual physical award for that's this a good show? Question. I guess it could be like a like a film reel, but I'm thinking something a little bit more specific to us. I don't know. Maybe a golden. Maybe app. a film reel with with a with a, a machete through it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you say, Pearl? Oh, I would say a golden axe. Yeah, golden axe. Yeah, for the Pearl. Golden axe award. Uh, father and sons. Father and son watch horror movies. Uh, golden axe award. I like. Yeah. It. We'll get that in the mail. Since it's, since it's father and son, how about like that scene in Men where the father gives birth to like the son? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's put that on top of it. Oh, wow. That, yeah. that, that sent the same chill up my spine that the uh, the uh, Gwyneth Paltrow candle did. <laughs> oh, that's what we'll do. Yeah. We'll send him the Gwyneth Paltrow candle. We'll just, we'll just do a pull of Joe Bob, we'll spray paint it, and then we'll send it in the mail. It'll be perfect. That's exactly, yep, that's exactly what happens. As a matter of fact, um, Joel ended up sending um, uh, the Wolfman and I replicas of the silver bolo. And I think he made a comment that the one, the replicas he sent us turned out better than, than yeah. the one he actually got from Joe Bob. Hey, it's a drive-in <laughs> spirit, right? It's hey, right. Well, exactly. according, according exactly. to Joe Bob, you know, according to Joe Bob, Shutter pays him like a buck 50. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, it's, you know, I think honestly, if we send out those goop candles, I think the paint fumes that you get from burning them will be more pleasant probably than the actual natural aroma of the candle. So we're doing in them a service really. (laughs) Well, uh, our next category is presented to us by Brian Scott. So Brian, go for it. Thanks guys. I'm going to go with the Southern accent to even it out since Gray Roth is. All right. I can't, I I can't do no Southern accent. Best original screenplay. Barbarian, written by Zach Krieger. The Menu, Seth Reese and Will Tracy. Pearl, Ty West and Mia Goth, surprisingly. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Sarah Dunlap and Kristen Rupinian. And we got Nope by some guy named Jordan Peele. I'm <laughs> Who is that guy? I don't care. And uh, the winner is... Dang it. A bunch of super glue this thing close. Uh, uh, it's, it's, bar, it's barbarian, guys. Zach Krager. Zach Krager. Good. Zach, oh, that's, a, that's a good choice. I'm so torn yes. between that and Nope, though. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. No, you I'm know, giving it. I'm giving it to Barbarian. I, I think Barbarian's awesome. It's, it's it throws you for yeah. loop after loop after loop. It does. And you it never does. know what's coming. It does. So, so I, I think if if it wasn't going to be Nope, Barbarian would definitely be up there for me as well. And and yeah. Pearl was great also, but I think yeah. you know Barbarian and Nope would have would have were both ahead of it in this category. But just just for the fact that that Ty West and Mia Goth wrote Pearl on the set of X is so impressive. It's so cool. That I is love, really. I cool. love that story. Yes, it's really cool. 
and that and then obviously the menu and bodies 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 relied so much on that dialogue it was so dialogue heavy and they were so snappy with both of them so that's that's incredible but then yeah like you said barbarian and nope were so original in their structure and the way they introduced ideas it was just so refreshing the way that they present ideas to you jordan peele just gets stronger and stronger i mean i'm not even going to say nope is his best movie yeah but it's 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 almost like what, what tarantino said that when his filmography is when he's done making movies he wants you he doesn't want to do what all the old time directors did keep directing until they lose it like Billy Wilder directed nothing but crap at the end. He right. wants to stop so that you could take any movie out of his filmography and say, yes, this is a good movie or a great movie. Jordan Peele with three in has already done that, and I can't wait to see what he continues to do. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. He's definitely in that, that group of new horror auteurs, right? Yeah, I mean, he's up there with Ari Aster and, and Robert Eggers. And so, but he's, you know, Dave, you've mentioned this many times. I've mentioned this many times. You know, for people who watch Jordan Peele movies, notice the care and the attention to detail he yes. puts in it, yes. which makes you, you know, because I, I, when I worked in Hollywood, I met people who were doing horror movies like, oh, I'm just going to get my SAG card or my DAG card. You know, they, they didn't care, DGA card, they, right. they didn't care. They, and, but you can tell that Jordan Peele cares about what he's doing i mean it's yes it's the little things like you know everybody's debating why is the shoe standing up on the toe in that scene you know with the right. what's the light in the background that the yeah. lamp in the background at the in the in the scene in the in this tv studio what is what does all this mean and you know it means something yes because and he's that meticulous he's he that meticulous something. and then you go to the scene where stephen yoon is is showing people basically where he's created a museum out of a tragedy. Yes. And where is the shoe? It's in that same position. Right. And, you know, it's things like that that make me so appreciate Jordan Peele that he is a horror fan. And this, and it's, it's because of Jordan Peele, Ty West, who we said, Robert Eggers, these directors that are coming up and the movies that we're getting that, the Oscars ignoring horror shows their, uh, how out of touch they are because this is not the horror of the 80s when everybody looked down on the slashers, which I love. But they looked down on the slashers as just stupid little entertainment and not Oscar-worthy. The, every single one of his movies had an Oscar-worthy performance, had Oscar-worthy screenplay, had, you know, he could have won Best Director for any of the three. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. He's a complete package, so... It was a tight, it was a tight race, and uh, and Barbarian. I mean, it's just it's got that uh, that that second act flip to it, right? Yes, and Barbarian is is amazing as well. I really really uh, like that movie. I I, well, I love that movie. I think yeah. it was in my top five. I thought it was a great movie. Well, uh, I think we'll see more nominations for Nope later on. But now we're going to move on to favorite standout scene. This is a fun one, uh, presented by Greg Bench. By a fun guy. Yeah. The favorite standout scene. The star lasso experience in Nope. Neon bus massacre. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Descending into the basement. Barbarian. Predator versus the bear. Prey. Arts bedroom attack. Terrifier 2, Pearl's monologue, of course, Pearl, and Corey kills the radio DJ. 
Halloween ends. And the winner is... Rip! <laughs> Neon Bus Massacre, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. You know what? Ooh. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm for that one. I might have go, even gone with Art's Bedroom Attack in Terrifier 2 because that's so memorable. But Neon Bus Massacre is, is, is I love that. I did love that scene. I think we all saw that coming. I mean, we've been talking about that since it came out. Even regardless of how you feel about the movie, you're like, wow, that bus scene. These are, these are, I mean, there were what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven nominees, and six of them were amazing. Yeah. And then you had Corey Kills the Radio DJ in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, there are, there are Halloween ends fans out there, as exemplified by Greg, as exemplified by Nathan Bartleball. I thought I'd throw them a bone there. No, but that is, that is a great scene. Come on, the cutting off of the tongue. Yes. Of, of in the movie, if the, you picked out like two or three really strong scenes, that would definitely be at the top of the list. There's no doubt. The kills in Halloween ends is the only good thing about Halloween ends, aka right. Corey's right. story. <laughs> the only pro only problem with the DJ kill is it was amazing, but Darcy the male girl who was in that scene, she had a kill scene and they cut it from the movie. Yeah, I would have yeah. loved to have seen what that entailed. So maybe yeah, it's that, that could have been that could have been interesting. That I'll look it up on was, YouTube. I'm not buying the Blu-ray. I was that about was, to say yeah. I don't think that, I'll ever know because that was one of my <laughs> big problems with Halloween Ends. No character, there was no weight to the death of any single character. It was like Michael and Corey as superheroes killing everyone we wanted to see killed. Well, I also, no single I wondered, death in this movie had any weight to it when it was Michael or Corey taking them out. You know, some there was one guy who died by mistake who we kind of liked. There was something that happened to him. But nobody in this, in Halloween Ends, and in every other movie, think of Halloween Kills with the two guys in the house. We liked both of them. We liked these other characters. And even big, the first big Halloween. Big and Little John. Big and Little John. Yeah, Big and Little John. We liked them. We liked them, and their death had weight to oh, it. It, that, it hurt it, us. Ooh, every single person off. who dies in Halloween Ends, we wanted to see them die. <laughs> so this is Michael Myers saying, hey, I'm going to be the hero of this movie. I, I wonder, Dave, just real quick, I wonder how much that um, you and I shares dis shared dislike of Halloween Ends is because one of the coolest kills in Halloween Ends rips off Friday the 13th Part 5 <laughs> with a flare. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a flare to the mouth. Yeah. Yes. Hey, but Dad, that was the first Friday the 13th movie you saw in theaters. You got to have some nostalgia and for it. The first it, right? two R rated movies I saw in theaters were Friday the 13th Part 5. And Nightmare on Elm Street 2. It's amazing. Oh, no. I'm still a horror fan. <laughs> <laughs> the, hey, God, hey. the first the first two R-rated movies I saw were Stir Crazy and History of the World Part 1. <laughs> you, you did better than I did, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Dad, if you got through the fire and flames of those two movies, you proved yourself. You earned your, your colors that day. <laughs> oh, boy. I had, I had so many questions walking out of those movies. <laughs> I was 13 years old. For some reason, at 13, my parents said, "You, yeah, just go see whatever you want. And our, our we had good friends who owned the cinema a quarter of a mile from our house. And they said, yeah, he can see whatever he wants. So I had carte blanche. And so, yeah, the first two R-rated movies that I saw in the theater – it wasn't the first horror movie I saw in the theater. That was Jaws 3D. So, oh man, yeah. I saw I saw that in the theater too with those crappy glasses. Me too. Yes. Me a migraine. Gave oh yeah, headache. Yes. We but talked I, about that, Dave. We talked about it on a podcast once, Dave. 
Jaws 3D. Uh, when I when I saw it as a kid, I actually loved that movie when I was a kid. I mean, it probably doesn't hold up I now, but still that was fun. Love it. Max I, I, and Greg Bench I, and I yeah. recorded on it. I still I remember that it, episode. Right? Yes, and I I liked that. I liked that. Ep- I I thought that what you guys did you you did the movie justice. I thought you did a great job with that. But boy, those glasses the, the, oh. that was and it was after I had seen Space Hunter: Adventures in the Forbidden Zone in 3D, and we got oh, the man. same migraine. And oh, I was like, why boy. did I do this again? Is that the one with Molly Ringwald in it? Yes, uh, oh, yes, the, a pre John Hughes Molly Ringwald. Yes. That and Molly Mike Ringwald, Pirates. a fellow North Hollywood High alum, alum. So yeah, so I'm I am a North Hollywood alum, and so is Molly Ringwald. So wow, yeah, 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 yeah. But all right, Jackson. Sorry to try to derail you. You go right ahead, buddy. All right. Well, we've got a voicemail now, a special voicemail presentation uh, regarding the next category in our horror Oscars, and this is coming into us from Ryan Bratton. That's horror fan Ryan on Twitter. Uh, this is exciting. Let's see what he has to say. Hello and welcome, fellow horror nerds. This is Horror Fan Ryan here to present the 2022 Best Legacy sequel slash reboot. Your nominations are Hellraiser, Scream, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween Ends, yuck, Firestarter, an orphan first kill. Now, before I say who the winner is, I, I think we have a jokester in our midst here at Father and Son Watch Horror because someone actually voted for Halloween Ends. And hey, I get it. If you like it, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But I think somebody voted for this as a joke. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things. I wasn't wrong about the winner of this because I actually voted for the winner of this one. So, you know, maybe I am right. Maybe Halloween ends does suck. But if you like it, I hope you enjoy it. Sorry it didn't win. Spoiling it, I know. But nobody really thought it was going to win anyways, right? I wouldn't hope so. Needless to say, I'm not here to bash on Corey and Halloween ends and those people that like it. I'm here to tell you who is the best. And the best was... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I agreed. I thought it was the best that I had seen. Orphan First Kills would have been my second place choice, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre finally gave us a massacre with a chainsaw. So that in itself would have won, in my opinion. But overall, it was a good movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Clearly a lot of us liked it because we voted for it. Not very many people voted for Halloween Ends, which I think says something. Anyways, enjoy the rest of the show, and congratulations to all the winners. Matt, Jackson, thank you guys for doing this. It's a great show every year. So to all of you listening, take care, enjoy the rest of the podcast, and Halloween Ends sucks. Toodles. You know, I love horror fan Ryan. He's a good friend of mine. But yeah. I just, I just wish he really would have told us how he felt about Halloween Ends. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's he beating around the bush for? I mean, come on, just, just uh, get off the fence. Tell us yeah. what you think. <laughs> Ryan is Ryan is a great guy. Oh um, yeah, he lives literally like five miles from me. And, oh wow, that's um, awesome. We we went to see Terrifier two today to, uh, together. We've had coffee together. Nice. Great guy. He really, really is. Good. He yeah. really smart. And, 
Yeah, I can't argue with that. I would have gone with Scream, but I'm kind of a Scream nerd anyway. Uh, but I can't. I said this, Jackson, we did this on our Patreon episode. I said, I, I've got problems with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it was so much fun. It, it was, was yeah. Fun. The main problem I had with Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the one thing I was looking forward to the most, Sally Hardesty, the Sally Hardesty character. Yes, Dave. Coming they back. Really, they they dropped really the ball on her yes. so much. It's almost like they just said, watch Halloween, see what Jamie Lee Curtis does, and we'll make Sally Hardesty do that. And then when she finally yeah. had her moment, she fumbles it. Her and whole life building to get to that Terminator. moment, and then she fumbles it. <laughs> and Leatherface becomes the Terminator. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, let's it just, face it. It, that was the worst aspect of Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. was bringing Sally Hardesty back. And that's what I was looking forward to the most. Other than that, I agree with you. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. The bus scene and the yes. end scene with the self-driving car. Oh, yes. my gosh. <laughs> that was incredible. All right. Well, uh, congratulations to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, and Dave, it looks like you've got the next category. Best cinematography. Oh, good one. And the nominees are Smile, Charlie Sarnoff, Moloch, Emo Wiemhoff, Nope, Hoyt Van Hoytima. Sounds almost like a joke name, doesn't it? Hoyt Van Hoytima. <laughs> Watcher, Benjamin Kirk Nielsen, Barbarian, Zach Cooperstein, Hellraiser, Eli Bourne, She Will, Jamie Ramsey. And the winner is, what was the joke name? Nope. Hoyt Van Hoytima. Very cool. That really and, threw and, you a curveball with that, uh, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> and definitely yeah, I, deserved. I, that movie looks fantastic. It really does. It's beautiful. It is so good. Fantastic looking movies, all of these. I mean, it's just like, you could tell they were itching creatively coming out of the pandemic to shoot something really breathtaking because these are these are good looking movies. You know, but just amazing. Uh, and I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you, Jackson, that Hellraiser isn't getting any wins because I know how big you oh. are, how, how high you are in that film. Yeah, I will. I, I will eternally suffer for Hellraiser. I am. I'm its biggest proponent. But uh, but hey, I mean, nope, it is stiff competition. Nope is a good looking movie. Yes, it really is. It's the one beautiful. I would have put in, though, I thought it looked amazing. Was Prey? I thought the cinematography. Mm -hmm. Prey did yeah, look I agree, Greg. Yeah, I agree. Those greens popped in those jungles. I mean, that that movie looked great. Even the CGI was terrific on uh, Prey. I'm with you, Greg and Mortis. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I'm. 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 Uh, I think Prey looked great too, and I know my dad's a big fan of that one. So. Um, it does look, I mean, for period movies are always so hard to shoot. I mean, it's, it's a fine line you have to find. So yeah, definitely lots of great nominees this year, but it go, the winner is Nope, uh, with Hoyt von Hoytema. Great name. I know he works with, with Christopher Nolan, so I could kind of see that. Nice. Um, but our next category comes to us from Greg Amortis. Take it away, Greg. All right. Next, uh, award, I guess you say best supporting performance. And your nominees are Michael Wincott? Nope. Kiki Palmer? Nope. Roth Fine. The Menu? Ethan Hawke? The Black Phone? Lay Cito? Crimes of the Future? Justin Long? Barbarian? Zhu Shang Wang? The Sadness? Sebastian Stan? Fresh? Tim Roth? Resurrection? <laughs> <laughs> 
Jenny Ortega. X. And the winner is Ray Fines the menu. That's right, Ray Fines. Ray Fines the menu. Oh man, I, I love that movie. I, I think I, was, sent- I heard it was an amazing performance. I have not seen the menu. Yeah. I and I'm actually surprised Kiki Palmer, Ethan Hawke, or Jenna Ortega probably would have been. I would have been between those three for me. Uh, but but I can't say because I have not seen the menu. Uh, Ethan Hawke was amazing. He really Black was in phone. the Black Phone. He was incredible but, in that. Uh, yeah, you, you haven't seen the menu yet, Dave? I have not yet, no. So I can't oh, really comment. Oh, you're going to love it. Nice. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it is really, really good. I and, just picked, I got it on, I got it on uh, Blu-ray actually. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. It'll be good, but you're going to want to eat something while you watch it. It'll make you hungry. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yes, you're going to want a cheeseburger, Dave. You're going to want funny. a cheeseburger. That's right. <laughs> I did. Oh, oh yeah. Am I going to want a cheeseburger like I want a Gwyneth Paltrow candle? No. No, no, no. Okay, no. I'm going to legitimately no, no, want a no, cheeseburger. No. Right. It's a legit I'm feeling, hamburger. I'm feeling real bad I brought up. I, I feel like I should not have brought up the candle thing because you guys are grossing me out because now we don't <laughs> shut up about it. But hey, guys. <laughs> I voted. I was a solo vote for Sebastian Stan in Fresh. I thought he was fantastic. He was charismatic. His dancing in the kitchen. I, I was a real big fan of Sebastian Stan, so I threw my vote his way. He's a he great, great actor. I, you know, yeah. He's done some great stuff lately. Yeah. yeah. I love this renaissance for these these big like blockbuster actors like Adam, you know, Adam Driver and Sebastian Stan doing these weirder movies that they Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. that they really well, seem passionate. Ethan has been in horror about. for a little bit longer, but yeah. Yeah. He's been paired with Scott Derrickson for a while, like with Sinister and this, and maybe with yeah, another one. Nice. So. Ethan Hawke oh, is yeah. a horror I, fan. I loved, I saw an interview with Ethan Hawke where... He loves know, horror. Yeah, yeah, they kind of pushed him on, like, why are you doing these movies? And he's like, yeah. why not? I love these movies. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. He really is. Yeah. All right, well, our next category comes to us from Pearl. <laughs> next category is Best Lead Performance. Taylor Russell, Bones and All. Daniel Kaluuya. Nope. Mia Goth, Pearl. Anna Taylor-Joy, The Menu. Viggo Mortensen, Crimes of the Future. Georgina Campbell, Barbarian. Mika Monroe, Watcher. Regina Leigh, The Sadness. Rebecca Hall, Resurrection. Joseph Winter, Deadstream. Amber Midthunder, Prey. And the winner is... Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's Mia Goth, Pearl. You wow. won again. You won again. Holy You're a cow. two-time Oscar winner now. <laughs> and and uh, oh again. my god, two awards! I I am so happy. Thank you, fans. <laughs> Thank you, everyone who voted for me. Greg, you, you are as, you are so lucky. We're, <laughs> you're with a a two-time Oscar winner now. How do you feel? Yes. We're gonna, have to, we're gonna have Don't to send Pearl uh, something John Travolta related for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, where, where are you guys Travolta. <laughs> you know what? Where's get an get an money? Oscar and just like tape Travolta's face over the over the Oscar head. <laughs> I'm just so disappointed. The, the I'm getting two Gwyneth off. Paltrow statues over here. Like, <laughs> hey, you're you're it's a candidate. You're, you're getting the air freshener. <laughs> you're getting yeah. Greg, you're getting the Gwyneth Paltrow vagina air freshener, and she's getting the, <laughs> she's getting the John Travolta uh, statue. 
<laughs> and you know what? Even though Mia Goth played two roles in X, I think her performance in Pearl actually outshined her performance Agreed. in X. I totally oh, agree. And I, Brian, I know that X was your favorite movie of the yes. year, but it was oh, yeah. mine too. It was but, mine as well. Yeah, yeah and, me and, and, me and it's a great yeah. movie. It made my top five. But man, her performance in Pearl is incredible, and it, it is again one of those things where the Oscars, you know, they ignored Lupita Nyong'o for Us. They ignored Tony Collette for Hereditary. Oh, and yeah. they ignored Mia Goth for Pearl, and all three yeah. of them deserved nominations. Absolutely, I agree 100%. And you know what? Amber Midthunder in Prey would have yes. been probably my my runners up because oh, she great. was amazing, also. Yeah, absolutely. It was. This is a great list. Uh, you'll notice that for the uh, supporting performance, there's a lot of guys in there, and then for lead performances, almost all ladies in the yes, the lead. Yes, which is really interesting. It's been like that in years past. There's just so many great roles, it seems. Well, but. it's you know, we've gone over, and look, okay, I, I will just say this. Um, I will be completely honest. I am, you know, maybe it's just because I'm almost 51. I'm not woke or any of that kind of stuff, but I've never understood the division between supporting actor supporting actor supporting you know lead actor lead actress it it should just be the performances yeah and it, so, it dates back to the earliest days of the of the it does it yeah. does I, I i you know one of the first books i read on movies dave was i don't know if you've read it you probably have inside inside the oscars um oh, yeah i think i have that yes yes yeah. i and that book but you know what it, it's just come on i mean you know, are you going to tell me that you're going to differentiate, you know, between, you know, like, yeah, you're going to say uh, Humphrey Bogart was the lead in African Queen. Catherine, you know, you know, was the supporting no, or the lead actress. Leads. You know, yes, exactly. They were both leads. And I think you can do look what they've done with the with the Oscar for Best Picture. I mean, for how many years were there only five nominees and now they've gone to 10? Go to right. 10 nominees for best supporting and best lead and just combine them together. I agree with you. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just open it up and it's just who gives the best performance. And it, yep. and and so that's where we went this year. And I, I apologize. If anybody's out there listening, thinking, oh, Matt and Jackson, you know, they're they're, you know, walking around eating granola and, you know, and. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what we're doing. We're just saying acting is acting, directing is direct. There's not a best female director and best male director. No, there's not. There's yeah, it's just who does the best job, and that's there's it. There's not there's not a there's not a best female art director, best male art director, not a best female composer, male composer. Right. You're right. Yeah, the, for some reason with acting, they feel the need to to differentiate, as if saying, and then it's like, okay, well then. Which of the two is the best? Which of the lead actor, lead actress, which of the two is the best of the year? Yeah. 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 It, it, and it's just, to me, it's just silly. So, you know, it's just, it's all on an even even playing field and who does the best job and, and, and that's it. Things are, yeah, things are evening out a lot more now as they should always have been. But at, at least in the past, it gave a woman an opportunity to uh, get the accolades that she deserved having a separate. So that was one positive. 
Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, how many sure. women would have won in, in the last, you know? Oh, no. Well, who was it? Was it Hattie McDaniel who won, you know, who was For nominated? Gone with the Wind, yes. Gone with the Wind and wasn't even invited to the Oscars? I mean, right. I mean yeah, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I'll wear it. I'll wear it on my sleeve. I'll just say we've gone woke. It's it's official. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't think this is woke. I think this is common old, sense. I have yeah. not. Oh, that, well said, Dave. All right. Well, our next category comes to us from another voicemail, and this one is best kills uh, presented by Kate Lamp. Hi, Jackson and Matt. Hi, everyone. This is Kate, and I'm very happy to be announcing the winner of the best kills category in the horror Oscars. The nominees for this category are Terrifier 2, Studio 666, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, X, and Halloween Kills. And I'm very happy to announce that the winner of the Best Kills category with 47% of the votes is Terrifier 2. This was definitely one of my favourite movies from last year. I don't think it was originally intended to have a theatrical release here, but thanks to all the people in the US who went out and supported the movie when it came out, we did get a short release here in Australia. I was able to go see the first session in my city and it was a completely full theatre and it was a really fun time. Whilst being mindful of spoilers for those who haven't seen the movie yet, there is obviously one kill that really stands out and I think if you haven't seen the movie you've probably still heard about it. But honestly all the kills in this movie were done so well and I think it's really deserving of the win in this category. Obviously a lot of people combined their efforts to make this film successful, but I think this one really boils down to the expertise of the director Damien Leone in the area of special effects, combined with the performance of David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. Um, I honestly can't imagine anyone else playing this role. He is just terrifying and awful, but also completely hilarious and He's become a real favourite for me. The remaining votes went to Texas Chainsaw Massacre with 23%. Halloween Kills got 17% and X and Studio 666 both got 5% each. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. All right. Thank you so much, Kate, for that. Great choice because it's, it's funny because the two movies that probably should have won were, you know, one. You had the best, what, kill scene and then the best kills, Terrifier 2 and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I think they were the two best of the year. Yeah, as stiff competition. I mean, there were some great effects. Uh, I mean, even as we've all admitted, I think Halloween Kills, no matter how we feel about it, had some great kills in it. No doubt about it. That was the one of the best aspects of the film. Absolutely. And an underappreciated one, I think, is Studio 666, because that's sort of a horror comedy. Yes. Yeah. But some great I kills love in that. that movie. Oh, the, yeah. The I love song. that movie, man. Yeah the, yeah. yeah, the sawing scene. Oh, man. It was really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Greg, Greg and Mortis, are you a Foo Fighters fan as well as I am? huge Foo Fighters fan, yes, absolutely. Yeah. that movie, oh, yeah. uh, oh man, and the fact, oh, God, it's going to bring tears, man, you know, take, I know, but uh, knowing that he was able to do a movie like that before he passed was uh, just touching, man, that's awesome, that even makes that movie even better, I mean, it's a great, 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 great film, and and uh, Chainsaw Massacre, man, it has that one scene, I won't give it away for no one that's not seen it, but the scene inside the, uh, the police wagon, uh, that scene, that is a brutal, brutal kill that is so uh, one of a kind. That to me was like I've never seen that done before. So I give it major props. So, 
Uh, Absolutely. So Sarah Fire too, rightfully so, won it. And I think Kate wins for having the coolest voice. She's awesome. She's been a Patreon supporter for a while. And that's that, isn't that awesome that we have people listening in from yes. Australia? That is really cool. She, she added we, a, a real yeah. touch of class to this whole presentation. Yeah. I agree. She did a I wonderful gonna, job. I was going to mention that. I don't know Kate, but I'm so glad she called in. I love Australian horror. I'm so glad that she found you guys' podcast from how from... how amazing is it, guys, that you know, you know, Dave and 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 Greg and everybody. I mean, that we do this as a hobby. I, I was talking to Jay of the Dead a few weeks ago, and we talked for about an hour on the phone while you know while he was just out of the hospital, right. and it's like. You know, we do this as a hobby, and we have people from Germany, England, yes. Scotland, Australia, all all these people who are we listening just, to us. We just got someone, Greg, what from what is it, Argentina or Brazil? Uh, Argentina, yeah. Argentina, yeah. yes. It was a Diego, I think. I love that guy. Yeah, right. is it? And New Zealand. And New Zealand, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. I agree with you, Pastor Matt. It's, it's awesome. Just... He ends all his calls with, Mohaha. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but, he's from, but he's from Argentina. That guy's yep. so cool. He's really, it's just awesome. so cool that, you know, because I listen to podcasts when I'm walking around doing, you know, my list that my wife gives me on the, to you know, the house and or I'm doing my walk with the dogs or whatever. And that's when I listen to podcasts. And, and so I'm listening to Land of the Creeps and I'm listening to Jay of the Dead's new horror podcast and all kind of stuff. And the fact that, you know, I I get these emails like weekly, you know, like from Australia, Germany, all this kind of stuff, and they're doing the same. How frigging cool is that? That's really cool. It's really yeah. cool. I mean, think about all, all these connections, you know, just before the Internet, you would have never had the ability, right, to connect with these. No, absolutely. So, all right, yeah. Jackson, you go ahead. Go. I didn't mean well, to derail. No, that's that was that was awesome. We've got. We've got one more uh, voicemail caller to present Best International Picture, uh, and that's Trey Whetstone. Hey there, Father and Son Watch Horror community. This is Trey Whetstone from Screaming Through the Ages and Phantom Video. And I'm here to present the nominees and winner for the Best International Picture Award. When Jackson threw out suggestions of, hey, if you want to present one of these, hit me up and tell me which category you'd like to present. I thought International was no-brainer. I love international horror movies, and in this category, I think I gave all of these movies above a 7, so it's a great category. So the nominees for Best International Picture of 2022 are Hatching, The Sadness, Piggy, Satan Slaves 2 Communion, The Innocents, Some Like It Rare, Incantation, and Salome. And the winner is... Man, these envelopes always get stuck. Hold on. It is The Sadness. So congratulations to The Sadness, an absolutely crazy Taiwanese horror film. And it is the best international horror picture of 2022. Awesome. Great choice. That, that, would, have, that would have been my vote, but I love seeing The Innocents nominated here. Yeah. 
I yeah. really do. That's like that. That to me was it, it's a superhero origin and a supervillain origin at the same time. And I loved that movie. But the sadness was the best international picture of the year, as far as I'm concerned. That's an interesting new trend, isn't it, Dave? The the horror superhero like Brightburn. I'm thinking of exactly. Also. That's that's along the lines of what it is. Except in the Innocence, we get a superhero and a supervillain both of their origin and seeing them face off against each other when both of them are just realizing their powers. That's it's awesome. really, really cool. Yeah. And dad, I know you're a big fan of Saloon too. That I think that, that oh, might've been your favorite. I love that movie. I, it, it, I understand why a lot of horror movie fans maybe be turned off by it because <clears throat> the first like hour and a half are basically like an action drama but then the last 15 minutes, it goes pure horror. And I, uh, Shudder put it out. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, well, we talked about... recently watched uh, Piggy, and I got to give credit to Piggy. I, I actually really enjoyed that movie. I didn't see it before the uh, 2022, and I don't know... Piggy, that I think Piggy made my list as well. I think that's a good film also. Oh, Piggy's great. Yeah. Piggy's fantastic. That's, there are so many that I need to see, because I loved Bones and All... And then on Screaming Through the Ages, Trey was like, if you like Bones and All, I actually think Some Like It Rare is a better version of that movie. So I'm interested to see that because I know that that uh, French horror, it can get it can get weird. They can get wild. So, yeah, I'm excited. But I would I would really encourage everybody who's listening. Check out um, Shalom. I know Greg Bozzelli loves it as well. I I will warn you uh, in advance Yes, it's it's a slow burn. It, it it's kind of an action drama, like I said, for the first hour and a half, and then it goes supernatural. But I'm telling you, it is very, very well done. Well, it's kind of structured like Bone Tomahawk, isn't it? Where it's like people have said the same thing about that. Where it's like, oh, it's not a horror. It, movie, it's a lot like decayed. that. That's a very good analogy, Jackson. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot like Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely going to want to check those out. Lots of great films in the running here. But the sadness, that's just like, it's blowing everyone away. I think. It really is. That That is the best of, of this grouping. Yeah. All right. Well, Brian, looks like you're up next to present the next uh, category. Go for it. All right, thank you, Jackson. Um, most underrated feature. We have seven nominees. They, Them, starring Kevin Bacon. I, I like that movie. Halloween Ends, Beast, Crimes of the Future, Studio 666, which got my vote, My Best Friend's Exorcism, and Firestarter. And the winner goes to Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends. Error. Error. <laughs> yeah. What? Is, it, is this? In, let me let me make sure. No, did I open, no, did I open the right actual. envelope? Wait. Yeah, I did open the right envelope. Okay, I just I you just know threw what? up in my mouth. Uh, Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg Bench. We've all been talking over Greg Bench. Did Let's Greg a, was Greg Bench the only him. one who voted for this category? Yeah, no, it was probably it got, just me. Yeah, so <laughs> Greg Bench, take it away, job, man. Uh, oh, there's no reason to take it away. It's uh, it was overshadowed by everyone's distaste for it. So of course it's the most <laughs> underrated feature. Uh, uh, well said there. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <Touché. laughs> <laughs> My boat would have been Studio We can't we can't deny, and we talked about this on a podcast with uh, Nathan and Bill, that uh, there's no doubt. I mean, Halloween Ends is a well-made movie. 
It's well you know, made. I, it, I, yes, think, it is. I think we all yes, just didn't care for it. It, it just, it just was, not, uh, it was not the last entry in this franchise. <laughs> yeah, it? exactly. It's a well-made movie. It's not a well-made Halloween movie. Right. It's exactly. not a well-made end of the trilogy. It should have been right. like part two or something. But anyway, my vote went to Studio 666 because I think Jackson said when we talked about it at one point in time that uh, Dave Grohl channels inner Jack Black. And they – and. You know, Dave Grohl is friends with Jack Black. I mean, he drummed on their studio album, Tenacious D. So they are friends. And he really channels inner Jack Black. And I love Dave Grohl in this movie. I thought it was a very underrated movie that didn't get much chatter. And I absolutely love Studio 666. It's just a fun ride from beginning to end. And and Taylor Hawkins, like Greg mentioned before, so awesome that he was in this before he died. Very cool. I'm just a big fan of this movie. Uh, That's really cool. And you know what? I have only, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen Studio 666 yet. I haven't seen six of the seven movies nominated. I only saw Halloween Ends. I still wouldn't have voted for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's still one, so that's what matters. It's still one, and that's all that matters. Stick to your guns, brother. Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. Absolutely, Greg. Well, there. I, I just know that the reason I included this category is there are some films that were just either hated on or ignored that I know a lot of people actually really love, and they, they you know, I just wanted them to feel vindicated. I know that, you know, they, them, was hated on so much, but I've heard from people who watched it and were like, actually, I kind of enjoyed it. I really like they, them. It's on. It's been on Peacock since the release. It's still on there now because I just watched it like a week ago to prepare for this episode, and I really like they, them. Yeah. And I think people are turned off because it's about like a LBGTQ conversion camp. This storyline is not in in your face if that's something that bothers you. It really isn't. Kevin Bacon takes control of, as the counselor. He does a great job as Kevin Bacon always does. And in, in my opinion, the you know, the gay characters in the movies, in the movie, the lead one, Jordan, he was fantastic. I really loved this guy. And I thought it was um, I thought it was a really solid movie. I think everybody should go watch the day them. I think it's worth a watch. I, 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 I liked it a lot. I didn't love it as much as you did, Brian, but I did love Kevin Bacon in it. And oh, God, he's great. He, in it. You yeah. know, he, he is great in it. He is really great in it. I, yeah. you know, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was so, so I kind of I kind of saw it coming. It was like, you know, so many people loved Malignant from last year. And it was like. It's hey, it, not that Malignant is a bad movie. It's not. It's a lot of fun, and it's well-made. It was just like, oh, I see where this is going. Does that make sense? We talked about yeah. that on the last year's Oscars, because if yep. you remember, guys, uh, Malignant oh, won right. best, best Picture of the Year. I, yep. I couldn't believe it either. And But, hey, it was a good movie. It was a fun movie. It was fun. Yeah. I think we had a whole wig conversation, how Matt, me, and you don't see things, and our wives run it for us. Look at that awful yeah. wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I know Vicky yeah. walks in the room. She's like, we did have bad, the wig discussion. That's Brian, a bad that's wig. Right, and I'm yeah. like, why do, you, why do you tell me that? I didn't even know it was a wig. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there, I mean, I, I know that we all share some love for Studio 666, those who have seen it. So just wanted to vindicate. But, but man, Halloween ends seizing yet another award out of the 12 categories. It's one, two. So shocking. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's the big one now. It's not our last category, but it is a big one. And uh, I thought I would give this one to you, Dad. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Best picture. 
of 2022. So here we go. The nominees are Nope. That's all. <laughs> um, nope. Barbarian. The Menu. Watcher. Terrifier 2. Mad God, for some reason. Um, Deadstream. Pearl. And Bones and All. And the winner is Barbarian. Good movie. Yeah, that's it, awesome. It, it's a great movie. I it can't, is. I can't argue. It was my number two. It was right behind Nope. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I can't argue with that. It, it is a great movie. I went into Barbarian without knowing a thing about it. Hadn't seen a trailer, nothing, and I was legitimately taken back. I, I thought it was going one way, and it went a complete different direction. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I mean, this is a tight race, right? Look at these movies. And and so all of these are unique. I feel like this year was really weird, wasn't it? There were a lot of really inventive movies. Like they they were they were not just going back to the tired old formulas. Like they were really And that really... makes me really happy. And you know, I'm interested in your guys' opinions because having worked in Hollywood from 88 to 91, you know, on the one hand, there was this explosion of independent movies from Gus Van Zandt with Midnight Cowboy and Steven Soderbergh and so forth and Spike Lee. And there was like, oh, what's going on here? We can make a movie for a few million dollars and make a lot and it's critically acclaimed and people love it. But they really weren't trying that with horror movies too much. Um until I can make a second argument about 1990, but I'm not going to get into that. But, you know, it, 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 that was happening. And now it seems to be like the independent movie, you know, kind of movement from 88 to 92 with Gus Van Zandt, Steven, Steven Soderbergh, Quentin Tarantino, now seems to be applying to horror movies. Do you guys yes. see that? I see it. I see it. And that I love it because... You know, it looked as if horror had that real great surge in the late teens, where every year there were these great movies coming out and they were coming indie. And you wouldn't even know what movie that was going to make the list until like the end of the year when, when a lot of the, the movies from the festivals would be released. And they were becoming our favorites. Same thing, you know, with and then and then all of a sudden the studios caught on and the studios started to turn out some good stuff. But I think we're finding it sliding back again. I think I think you're absolutely right. I think we're seeing the independence coming back to the forefront. And now the money people are getting behind the independence. So how long, mm -hmm. you know, they're giving them more money to work with. How long are they going to stay independent? It, it doesn't matter. It's almost like what happened with Soderbergh and Tarantino and Van Sant, where they start to get money from, you know, money from the studio. Say, hey, look, you're doing great stuff. Let's see what you can do when we give you this budget and this cast. And we're seeing that here as well. And I think it's awesome. I think this is, you know, I said it was a golden age in the late teens. I think it's it's resurging. I don't think I don't know that it ever truly died. I think there might have been off years, but I don't know that it ever truly died. I think horror is the most evolving genre in movies right now. And that's and that's echoed with uh, Land of the Creeps. The last couple of years on your guys' top 10 episodes, Land of the Creeps, like Bill the Butcher last year, or your forehead in the earth. As his number one movie. Yes, yes. And then, and then, Dave, you a couple of years ago or something had, I think it was called Come True, 
the girl that was the girl yes which i thought was an amazing film that was your number one and that was was number two i think it came in number two that year yeah Yeah, but it was a a great movie yes it sure was so you get some very small independent movies that really hit home runs lately yeah it's a great and i'm so excited as a filmmaker you know because it's like it, this is what can be done with the medium, right? It just it just shows you again. We're not past that period where everything has been done already. So I'm excited about that. Lots of great films. Heck, look at look at Deadstream this year. I mean, that yeah. I absolutely love Deadstream myself. And man, what what they did so much with so little, and gave it a good fun comedy. I mean, I fell in love with Deadstream. Thought it was terrific, and they couldn't have spent too much on that movie. No way. Yeah. I love the. I mean, Joseph Winter uh, and Vanessa Winter, who uh, uh, made that movie, they also worked on one of the segments of VHS uh, 99. And uh, he, he follows me on Twitter. He's a really cool guy. But he seems cool. Is, yeah, such an interesting, yeah, such an interesting use. All of these. I mean, Mad God. Dad, you made a, a report about Mad God. But uh, it's just, it's such an, it's like, even though it is an animated movie, it is, you know, yeah. whether you like it or not, it, it, it's interesting. It, it, it's well done. Exactly. I think we, I think, I don't know where we talked about it. It might have been on Jay of the Dead's new horror movies yep. where I said I admired it, but I didn't love it. I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. It was like, I can see this is a labor of love. Yes. I can see that it looks great, but it just doesn't appeal to me. Um, right. And so, but, you know, yeah, Jack. For something that popped up free on Shutter, I never heard about. I mean, oh, it's it was, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I wouldn't. I would never tell anybody not to watch it because I yeah. think there's some amazing stuff. No, it looks amazing. It. Yeah, absolutely. I just, just don't think there's a plot, but I, I, you know, sure. But that being said, I, I'm so excited. Like when I went out to Hollywood and tried to be a filmmaker, you know, and I directed one music video, which was an abomination. Um, but you know, that being said, you know, Jackson has so many more opportunities ahead of him and it's becoming so experimental and it's becoming so wide open and it's becoming, you know, so low budget, which is a good thing that, you know, it's the opportunities he has is just incredible. And I'm so looking forward to what's coming, you know, ahead. I, I could see I agree, a now 2025 a Shutter exclusive directed by Jackson Rawlings. Exactly. I can see it now. <laughs> and we, we, we could talk. We could. Uh, we might. It might be nominated for Best Picture. Man, you're 2025. You're really putting me on a timeline there. Also on this podcast because Jackson's already committed that. That Greg and Pearl have to be in it. So, oh, there you go. Right. Okay. <laughs> hey, Greg and Morris, you can do it. Greg and Morris, too. Direct uh... Pearl Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jackson, what else we got, buddy? We've got one more category, and this is an exciting one. We're looking forward uh, to the future with Greg Bench. Yes, checking the uh, crystal ball. We are going with the most anticipated film of 2023. And we have Scream 6, VHS 85, Evil Dead Rise, Cocaine Bear, The Exorcist, Saul X, and The Strangers, with the one mostly anticipated being 
Evil Dead Rise. Wow. Mine. Yeah. It's a toss-up between that and Scream uh, for, I think, the most anticipated in the wider horror community. But, man, Cocaine Bear has really taken the viral marketing. It's just really yeah. sweeped there's Twitter. A, there's a, I got an ad on Apple today that there is now a video game for Cocaine Bear. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Movies. It's not even out yet. Wow. And, and, and let me tell you something. VHS 85, just that year that, alone, makes oh, it something Dave, I really want to see. You just read my mind, man. When I hear 1985, one of the best years of my childhood, I'm yeah. watching this movie. I can't wait. Oh, Brian, Dave, I'm with you. I, I was 13 in 1985. Yes. I would I would ride my Huffy bike to the local video store, and there was one girl who worked there, and she was like 18. I was 13. She knew I had a crush on her, and <laughs> but she would let me rent whatever I wanted. Nice. And so that's how I saw Return of the Living Dead and reanimator and everything she would just let me rent whatever and uh i'm with you that was a great year it was oh hell yeah the, 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 the height the height of the video store um and just uh, like you were saying great horror movies it was just a, it was just an amazing time to uh to be alive i told this story before but my parents took me to see return of the living dead at the drive-in in 1985 oh, scared man. the pants scared the pants off me Sure. And uh, greatest, <laughs> one of the greatest. I, I envy you, Brian. My my father so was only taking me to drive in to see a John Wayne movie, and he was dead <laughs> by then. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, how did your, you said Return of the Living Dead. How did your family feel about that cemetery scene? It's funny. Back then, as a kid, you don't even, like, that doesn't register with you. You know, yeah, they quickly dance with me. Well, I, I was it 16 was more in 85. Like that would have registered with me in a big way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, I, well, I, I was a little too young for it. With so. me. My, yeah. I was lucky. My parents were big sci-fi horror fans, and so they were very liberal about letting me watch anything, and I thank them for that to this day. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, that those are our categories. We've had 12 uh, categories and 12 winners. Great group of films. Uh, so I'm excited about what this year will, what its legacy will be, but also, you know, excited, obviously, from this last category about what the, this next year will bring, um, because we've got a lot of stuff. Obviously, you know, these ones that in this most anticipated film category, these were the ones that, you know, we know about now, the big ones we know about now. But as the year goes on, more and more will be revealed to us. I'm just excited for that. How many people knew about the sadness exactly before this year? Yeah, huge surprise. I mean, the end of the year is when all of the, you know, the, the ground-shaking stuff comes out, and yeah, we don't even know about Barbarian. that Barbarian. Who was looking forward to Barbarian? Again? Yeah. yeah. That snuck up on everybody. It was a great yeah. movie. Exactly. You know, one more I'll throw out there, it kind of in the vein of the sadness that got, kind of got overlooked because of the sadness, was mm. Virus 32. Mm. Has anyone seen that one? It was a yeah. Shutter exclusive. Yeah. Never even heard of it. Yeah, I really... believe it was South Korean yeah, it's a zombie movie. It's really fun. It came out right about the same time as The Sadness, so it didn't get much. Yeah, watch it. It's a great, for, you know, international zombie movie. Yeah, they're I'm at, to the 32. I think 32 seconds. Yeah, that. yeah. After a kill by the zombie, they have to wait 32 seconds to kind of cool – you saw Greg Amortis? Yeah, it's a cool-down period. It, it's a fun movie. Yeah, fun one. Man, I'm adding it to my watch list. I got, I got homework to do after this one. 
Okay. Yes, you do as an aspiring horror yeah. filmmaker. I've got two kinds of homework. I got a school homework and I got my my podcast movie homework. One is more fun than the other. I'll, I'll let you guess which is which. <laughs> well, that that was a great great set of films. Uh, you know, I'm, we're <laughs> we're network air is running out. So we got a couple more Kia ads to get through. So I guess we're just gonna have plugs now uh, for for our guests on today. Um, so why don't we go ahead and do that? Brian, where can they find you, man? Horror movie fanboy on Twitter. Oh, and I'm always roaming around the father and son and land of the creeps, uh, Facebook groups, my two favorite podcasts. And I just joined Greg Pearl and Karen Wagner for a cabinet of curiosities episode that should be out by now. And we had a blast doing it. And thank you so much. Uh, This was a lot of fun guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Greg, Greg Bench, where can they find you, buddy? Oh, I'm everywhere on the internet. You know me. Uh, and if you're following these guys, I'm probably right behind in the shadows, lurking uh, silently and deadly. Um, but yeah, can I just say, uh, Greg, Greg Bench, man, you have a voice for podcasts. And he I'm does. Glad to get right he does. With you. I was just waiting for you to break out in a song, man. Yes. Uh, like if it Odin didn't happen, a song. Maybe next time we have more time. Hey, I, I, I did happen to share some of my student films. If you haven't seen them, uh, Jackson, they are bizarre and ridiculous. But those are the best kinds of student films, Greg. Um, but yeah, uh, is, oh, as I want to see those. I can Greg. say, as the best thing I can say is, uh, I did receive A's for all of them, and most of the time, my fellow classmates were a little envious and jealous um, because right. I did get a lot of attention from the. The teachers now they does they don't really translate really well twenty years later, <laughs> but um, at the time I fulfilled all the necessary requirements and um, also made sure that it was entertaining to watch and you could watch on repeat. But hey, uh, Greg Bench, uh, can I make a request? Yes, sir. All right, um, this is a guilty pleasure of mine. Okay, and I don't mind using that term. When you call into LOTC or wherever and you sing, more Neil Diamond, baby. More Neil Diamond. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? You know what's funny about that, Matt? What? I, my one video that I have is called Confessions of a Lounge Singer. Oh. <laughs> and when you see that, you'll know what I mean for Neil Diamond. Oh, you'll- yes. Can you? <laughs> and can you do America? Uh, I'm going to have to, like, practice. Look at the you weird. can do it, buddy. I got, I've got confidence <laughs> in you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm everywhere. You guys can find me. I'm, I'm a, a super nice guy, and uh, I'll make sure that you guys see that see thing, us. just so you guys can smile and giggle at, at myself, embarrassing myself. But it was I'd, I'd love fun. to see that. I'd love to see those uh, short films you made. Greg. I, I, I want to see them too. Yeah, post them up, yeah, yeah, post them up on the groups, man. Yeah, I'll just share the the link for the the YouTube channel. You guys can check them out there. But yeah, and then I'm over on Twitter, QUA419. So, and obviously, you know, I'm a a fun guest star on some of these podcasts. So I'm always on. Always a great guest star, Greg. You've been on here several times, and you are amazing. Whether it's talking about. (laughs) Jaws or Duel or the Jaws sequels or whatever it is you were always or whatever it is you're always great, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Greg Greg Bench is a legend on podcast. Yes, he is. Yes, I, and, I love and him. I'm, 
And I'm glad that I got to join in with you, Brian Scott. So it well, was thank an you. Honor. Me too. Feelings. And, and of course, Greg Bench agrees with me. Hell Knight has no plot holes, right? <laughs> no, none whatsoever. I, I love that movie. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm right there with you on Hell Knight. That's that's uh, modern cinema. That's right there. That's a masterpiece. But <laughs> Greg and Pearl, where where can they find you online? Go ahead, Pearl. Where they can find you? <laughs> Well, they can find me attached to the hip to Greg Mortis. <laughs> I'm everywhere he's at, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Land of the Creeps for us, Land of the Creeps Blockspot.com. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just look up Greg Morgan or Greg Mortis and Pearl, you'll find us. Uh, YouTube, got the YouTube channel I'd love for you to go check out, TikTok, and all them places. I'm anywhere and everywhere. Just look, look up the goofball, the southern. So, Land of the Creeps, the greatest horror podcast out there. So check it out. Um, Hello, TC for life. Exactly. <laughs> the at the absolute best. We're still waiting for Pearl to do her John Travolta podcast. But other than that, <laughs> oh man, I'll join that. I am such a fan. Grease. I could talk Grease all night with Pearl. Right. <laughs> Wish I. I... I did a marathon last night. I was watching every John Travolta movie. <laughs> and I was dancing to my sleep because I was passed out. I, I saw that post. You look great, Greg. I, I, I would great. be jealous, Greg. I don't I don't allow my wife to, you know, I just tell my wife, hey, hey, turn it off. She's She's got her other crushes. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> We're not watching those movies. No. I give so. her that look because uh, I, I even said it when I got home today. I looked at her. I said, you only smile like that for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, what about that smile that you give for Jamie Lee? So in all fairness, we watch perfect. We do. We do. <laughs> uh, okay, but still, okay, Pearl, cut him some slack. I mean, you know what I mean? Come on. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, <laughs> did did John Travolta and Jamie Lee ever do a movie together? Because then you yeah, can both perfect. be happy. Perfect. They did perfect. perfect. There yeah. you go. Yeah, you watch perfect, perfect every night. I've seen perfect. And I'm sorry. You have the final soundtrack. <laughs> that, that that movie sucks. But anyway, it does. But there's just one particular part that I just love to see, and I don't care about the. Me rest. too. All right. All right. <laughs> Okay, well, also, uh, I want to shout out Dave, uh, who had to leave early because he's got all this moving and shaking going on. He's always doing something. Uh, but, yeah, you can find Dave at DVD Infatuation on Twitter. He's got the DVD Infatuation podcast from Considering the Cinema. And, obviously, he's on Land of the Creeps and formerly on Horror Movie Podcast. He's got lots of things going on. He's got a YouTube channel. Horror so. Movie Podcast is coming back. Yeah. Oh, can't wait for that. And yeah, they, they coming back. DVD Infatuation podcast is amazing. I know Greg Bench. Yeah. Greg Bench was on there for the Bond yeah. episode. Mm -hmm. I was on there for the '80s comedy, and Greg and Pearl are coming up on the next one, which I can't wait till it gets released. And Jackson was but, on. And yeah, yeah, Jackson was on for was it God's? No, that was Land that was of Land of the Creeps. Yeah, we did uh, short films when I was on DVD oh, Infatuation. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Dave runs a tight ship over there. He's awesome. So knowledgeable. He really is the encyclopedia of, of film. Oh, um, God, yeah. He's introduced so. me to so many movies I never would have watched. I yeah. told him the other day I watched, uh, after we talked about Spinal Tap, he's like, watch uh, Waiting for, for Guffman or whatever. Oh, Waiting for Guffman. And, and I watched it. Oh, yeah. Best in Show is great, but Waiting yeah. for Guffman, I watched it a few days ago. I love that movie. So good. Yeah. It's great. So weird. All improv. Oh, yeah. All improv. Yeah. yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. So check that out. We got lots of great podcasts represented here. Obviously, we had Trey call in from Screaming Through the Ages. So definitely check that out. We've done episodes with with Ryan. So uh, lots of good stuff for you to check out. All, all of these guys have been with us. So yeah, it's been been a great episode. Glad we could shout out and celebrate uh, horror filmmaking. And nobody walked on stage and slapped anybody. So another successful Not yet. Oscar year. <laughs> it Not might yet. still happen. Not yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm proud to take my two golden awards. Yep. Yeah, you yeah. got you got yes, Pearl. Pearl's the real winner. Golden awards. Pearl sweat. Uh, she got me feeling good. Where's the after party I was gonna ask earlier? <laughs> no, I'll be there. Unfortunately it's in Ohio. Um but oh, anyway. Gosh. I can't make I know, that. I know, I know. Um and, and, and there will be no there'll be no Jim Beam and honey. Only wild turkey. Oh, um, wild turkey. Don't give that don't give that to Dave, you'll get a review right now. <laughs> Oh, screw it. Just go watch the movie. <laughs> that review was awesome. All right, folks. Well, you can check out more at fatherandsonwatchhorror.com. And you can check out uh, me at Pastor Matt, R at Twitter and Letterboxd. Jackson, where can I find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kane underscore Hero 12. You can find my uh, YouTube and Letterboxd from there. Uh, check out the Patreon. As always, I got lots of good stuff going up on there. I've started a Cronenberg marathon, so I've got videos going up there. And obviously, if you want to vote for our horror Oscars next year, you got to be a patron so you can be part of the Academy. It's very prestigious. Jackson, you're everybody out there, join Patreon because Jackson has put up a video on three Cronenberg films. It was so well edited and so funny. I laughed so hard at it. That was fantastic, Jackson. Thanks for the effort you put in for us. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, I I really had fun making that. I'm I'm I've been. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, I had fun making Jackson. That one. Jackson needs to become a star editor, writer, director, producer because that's my retirement plan. So yeah, um, <laughs> he's banking on me. Geez, I got yeah. I got I got Brian laying out a career path for me. I got my dad <laughs> banking on my career here. A lot of pressure on my shoulders. Hey, yeah, I only no need pressure, I only need a guest house and and. And, you know, and some streaming services, and I'm fine. I'll see Um, what I can do about a pool, too. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, guys, thank you all for being on. And, Jackson, say goodbye to good people. Goodbye, and remember to tune in for the real Oscars next month, as depressing as it might be for us horror fans. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. Remember that the family that watches horror together slays together. See ya. I want to take some time to thank our patrons again here at the end of the episode. Andred, Ashley Pinkard, Billy D, Brian Scott, Carl Davis, Dan George, Dave Becker, Greg Bench, Greg Russell, Ian Urza, Ian West, Joel Robertson, Kate Lamp, The Legion Podcast, Nick Stumpf, Pearl Morgan, Raul Rivera, Ryan Bratton, Amy Swan, Stefan Center, and Trey Whetstone. Thank you guys so much. You make this podcast possible.
First, the bad news. 87% of this country suffers from digestive issues like occasional irregularity. No wonder our busy lives sometimes force us to eat the wrong things at the wrong time. Now the good news. I just discovered a yogurt called Activia that can help.